This week on Hometown Ghost Stories. Alton, Illinois claims to be the most haunted town in America, and for good reason. Join us as we explore two of their most active locations. An old Civil War prison, where some spirits of the prisoners might still be lingering. Also, we take a look at what some say is the most haunted house in the country, the McPike Mansion. This is episode number 12 of Hometown Ghost Stories. Sweat was furiously dripping down Jimmy's face. Pedal faster, Jimmy, pedal faster, he was screaming to himself internally. He had to outrun it, had to make it home. He knew better than to accept that bet. Yet here he was, all to impress the kids of the neighborhood he just moved to. Earlier in the day, he was getting the lay of the land in his new neighborhood. The year was 1966, and Illinois was in the middle of a heat wave. Everything was hot and sticky. He had already become friendly with some of the neighborhood kids over the last few weeks, and things were going well until Jimmy laughed at them for being scared of a local house. We're serious, man. You don't want to go near that place. Nothing good ever happens there. Jimmy found this very amusing, and maybe in a moment of trying to impress, told the other kids he wasn't afraid of the house. Bill, sort of the leader of the group, responded by betting him that he wouldn't last in the place alone. Feeling like he couldn't back down, Jimmy accepted. Around dusk, Jimmy and the other boys pulled up in front of the mansion on their bikes. Jimmy dropped his bike on the yard while the other boys waited for him to enter, making sure they didn't so much as put a foot on the property. The only thing he knew about the place was that it was called the McPike Mansion and had been abandoned for a few decades. To his shock, the door was unlocked and he was able to get into the house quite easily. He walked in. He saw a building that looked like it had been vacant for a hundred years, not twenty. Wood was rotted, the walls were cracking, and the place was just an overall mess. As he approached the staircase to make his way up, he quickly saw a shadow pass by the upstairs banister. Frightened, he built up his courage and walked up the stairs, slowly. He had to flash his light from the attic three times and the basement three times to show the guys he went through the whole house. And he was dead set on doing so. As he passed the broken walls and cobweb-covered halls, he found the stairs to the attic. He took a deep breath and walked up the stairs. To his surprise, the attic wasn't much scarier than the rest of the house in its current state. In fact, there was even a sweet smell that permeated through the attic, calming him down a bit. He approached a window and flashed a light three times. Now it was time for the cellar. As he worked his way back down, he was thrilled. He was just a short trip to a cellar away from showing his new friends that he wasn't scared of anything. Found the door for the basement and began his way down. As his foot hit the floor coming off the last stair, he noticed a light mist covering the area. Had to be some sort of dust, or a broken pipe from the old house, he told himself. He flashed his light around the room looking for a window facing the front of the house. It was now eerily quiet, and he began to feel uneasy again. He rounded the corner, and as he did, a woman hunched over in a white dress was right in front of him. It could have been ten seconds or ten minutes, but Jimmy froze. Her head began to raise, 
and her dark, black eyes were staring straight into Jimmy's soul. Stay away from my family! She screamed as she started to move towards him. Jimmy's legs started working again, and he bolted up the stairs, dropping his flashlight in the process. He ran through the front door, went to scream to his friends to beat it, but they were already gone. He scooped up his bike and started down the street as fast as he could. Finally, he made it home. He was covered in sweat and fear. His mother asked him if he was okay. Not wanting to tell her what had happened, he told her he just needed to get some sleep. He went into his room after cleaning up a bit, still unsure if what he saw was real. His fear was real, though, and he laid in bed, unsure if he was possibly going to be able to sleep that night. After a few hours, he finally began to doze off. He woke up in the middle of the night, freezing. He found this very strange, considering the heat wave and all. He slowly turned over to grab his blanket, and as he did, he heard, Stay away from my family! As the woman in the white dress stood over the bed, staring at him with her black, dead eyes. I'm Rob Coakley, and this is Hometown Ghost Stories. Alton, Illinois, Part 1. military prison. The Alton Military Prison was originally built in 1833 and was the first state jail in the state of Illinois. It soon found itself under the microscope of a prison reform movement as almost every prisoner kept here was put into solitary confinement and the prison itself was considered to have some of the most unsanitary conditions ever seen. By 1857, every prisoner had been moved to a new facility and the prison was closed. In 1862, the prison was repurposed to house Confederate prisoners during the Civil War. Once again, the conditions were considered the worst of all the Union prisons as prisoners faced disgusting living facilities and much worse, regular outbreaks of smallpox. In fact, smallpox was so rampant, they built a makeshift hospital for prisoners on the nearby Sunflower Island, which became known as Smallpox Island. Sunflower Island already had a reputation of its own. In 1842, there was a political rivalry between the Illinois State Auditor, James Shields, and a young lawyer by the name of Abraham Lincoln. Lincoln had wrote a letter to a newspaper in which he criticized and mocked Shields. Outraged, Shields challenged Lincoln to a duel, thinking Lincoln would back down. He did not, and when accepted, the two men agreed to cross the Mississippi River and duel on Sunflower Island on September 22, 1842. Lincoln, being the man challenged, was to pick the weapon and he chose heavy cavalry swords to take full advantage of his height and wingspan advantage. When they arrived, Lincoln put on a display by hacking a few branches above Shields' head. Shields knew he was in trouble, and was probably going to lose this duel. And not just lose, but also be embarrassed while doing so. Onlookers were able to step in and convince the men to not go through with a duel, however. Cooler heads prevailed, apologies were made, and both men would go on to have incredible careers. Lincoln, of course, would go on to become president, while Shields is the only American to have served as a senator for three different states. However, now the island stood home to a makeshift hospital for prisoners. It would be the place many of them would die and be buried. It is believed that about 1,534 people died between the prison and the island, with at least 266 being buried on the island itself. 
A single wall from the original prison still stands on the grounds today. People visiting the prison and the island have heard voices, experienced EVPs, and have consistently gotten orbs, believed to be from spirits of soldiers that lost their lives long ago. The McPike Mansion The McPike Mansion is located on Albee Street in Alton and is set on one of the highest points of the city. Originally, the house was built by Henry McPike as a place for his family. Henry was a prominent member of the city of Alton, even serving as mayor at one point. He was also a friend of Abraham Lincoln, and it said he was even with him when he got the letter informing him that he was elected president of the United States. Tragedy would strike before the building of the mansion was even complete, though. His wife would lose a child before giving birth, and just a short few months later would die herself. The cause of her death is up for debate, but the local town legend is that she died of a broken heart. Heartbroken himself, Henry did still move into the house upon its completion, and by all accounts, lived a relatively normal life for years here with his other children and eventually remarrying. The house itself remained in the family until the 1930s, where legend has it a member of the family lost the house in a poker game. From there, it changed hands several times until it came under the ownership of Paul Lossinger. Paul would convert some of the rooms into a boarding house and live there himself until his death in 1945. After his death, the house was abandoned and mostly forgotten. It sat there for decades rotting, decaying, and it was almost demolished at one point until citizens in the town stepped in and had it named a historical place. The new owners bought it at an auction in the early 1990s and since have gotten a bit more than they bargained for. One day the new owners were doing some work on the outside of the house. Sharon looked up and saw a man in a very specific shirt and hat walk past an upstairs window. Startled, she had her husband go with her to check and see if anyone was there. They found no one. Weeks later, Going over documents for the house, Sharon came across a photo of Miss Lossinger wearing the same jacket and hat that the man walking across the window was wearing. Since then, he has been seen walking around the upstairs of the house or peering out the window. Another one of the more frequent hauntings is from a former servant of the house. There's not much known about Sarah Wells and why her spirit is haunting the McPike Mansion, but she's been seen roaming the upstairs halls and attic, and it's believed you can smell her lilac perfume at times and there are some other spirits in the house that have yet to be identified. Several mediums have come into the house to investigate it, and most have said the same thing, that there are spirits still lingering from well before the McPike Mansion was built on the grounds. There's also reports dating back to the 1930s from residents of hearing children playing and laughing, and yet no children were in the area at the time. And finally, there's the McPikes. Henry has been seen in the front door entranceway of the house on multiple occasions, and pretty much anywhere else in the house. He often appears as a dark, shadowy figure, however it is said that he is not hostile. And although you can find him in the entranceway and everywhere else in the house, his presence is most felt in his prized wine cellar. It is believed more than just Henry appears in the wine cellar, and there has been some other haunting evidence. Chairs moving on their own, objects being thrown, and there's also the video of the mist. One night during a paranormal investigation, a large cloud of mist began to fill the wine cellar, shocking everyone that was there. Many have tried to debunk this over the years, but they have yet to replicate the mist that appeared. And finally, there's the tombs on the grounds. Following trails out behind the house will lead you to two tombs. It is believed that Henry McPike had these put on the grounds for his late wife and child. One of the tombs has been fully desecrated, and the other is still intact. Currently, both sit with no remains inside of them, with some thinking that the bones were stolen. Many have had an interaction with a woman in this spot, as well as hearing the cries of a child. Is the woman the late Mrs. McPike, searching for her unborn child? The McPike Mansion is available to tour. Are you brave enough to see for yourself if it's haunted?
This has been Hometown Ghost Stories, Alton, Illinois, Part 1. Hello, everybody. Welcome in. This is episode number 12 of Hometown Ghost Story. We are uh, talking about Alton, Illinois with the McPike Mansion. And uh, well done there, Rob. Thanks, because this was the most difficult episode I've put together. Yeah, did, I like a lot of the, uh, the graphics you had in there. Oh, thank the you. House, the house is, uh, I mean, maybe because it's just such a dilapidated building, the, all the pictures on the inside are really <laughs> creepy and spooky. Yeah, from what I understand with the house is it's very much... Um, I mean, it was abandoned for, for how many years, Rob? For for almost 40 years, probably. Right. And then uh, th- there was a guy who bought it. Uh, he was a millionaire. He he said he was going to put $2 million into renovating the house and restoring it. And then um, he gave up like three years later and didn't do much to it. And then the current owners bought it. And um, they've restored some of it, but it still has a lot of work. In between, it. when it was uh, vacant, people just broke in and... Stole, stole everything. everything, copper pipes. They stole all the marble uh, countertops and mantelpieces. Yeah. They stole toilets. They stole, yeah, they like, stole everything. Yeah, the, the, um, the marble, the, uh, the uh, fireplaces were marble. They stole all the marble from that. Uh, they stole, yeah, and you mentioned the toilets. They stole everyone that everything that wasn't like nailed down and then some because they also stole the toilets. So just the, the house has been completely gutted um, by strangers, which maybe that helps with. Uh, the restoration pro- project. Some of the demos. No, I can assure you, it does not. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah. So the the current owners. I mean, they, they do ghost tours in the house and everything like that, and they're going to uh, continue to restore it. I guess they just did like a big, uh, like twenty five thousand dollar restoration on the porch and stuff. So um, they have it restored enough where you can go in and do paranormal investigations inside the house. So if ever we're in Illinois, maybe that's something that we'll do. But uh, very cool story. Very well done there, Rub. Um, the crypts in the back are super interesting and I've, I've read conflicting reports on the, on the baby. So I wanted to mention that first. So, um, I guess what, what you found was that it was probably a miscarriage. Um, I've read reports that the baby was 18 months old up to 18 months. So this is the thing with these stories is like, we look them up and everyone's got a different story on this stuff. And we're always talking about the 1800s where dates aren't really confirmed and right. I don't know if there's a death record out there, but I, I heard it was an 18 month old, and I, I heard that the cause of That'd death be really was really old for a miscarriage. That'd be a very long pregnancy. Yes, uh, the, the baby was 18 months, and and she died uh, from teething. Didn't really? know that thing, but in yeah. the 1800s, you die from everything. Yeah, so maybe it is a thing. Uh, I saw it both ways as well. So I just, you know, if you start looking into the McPike Mansion, you are going to find a lot of conflicting reports about stuff from the past, which I did um, as well. Yep. Um, so the thing, the thing that's really cool, I'll start with what's cool about the McPike mansion. The McPike mansion has a lot of activity in it. Like there's a lot of people that will go in there. They'll see a lot of the same stuff that other people see. They will have a lot of um, experiences. The mist video is pretty cool the only reason why i didn't include the actual miss video from that was recorded is it was so long it was like probably 15 20 years ago 
And anything that's been put online for it right now, it looks awful. Right. So like it would have, it would have just looked like a blob on your screen. So I, I couldn't include the actual video for it in this one, but it's, there's a lot of cool experiences. The problem with the McPike mansion is there's no his, there's not a lot of history. There's nothing, there's no story to it. There's not a lot of violent history. There's not which a lot is, of, seems to be like the common you know, right. repeating factor we see with all these haunted stories is there was some sort of violent history in uh, like a violent death or a, an unexplained death. An unexplained this one death, doesn't yeah. really have, you know? Yeah, yeah, there's plenty of people who died in the house um, from what I read on it. But it, the history gets a little gray. And then, and then you're also talking about a huge lapse in any kind of stories because the building was abandoned for so long. So I understand where there's a, there's a lot of gray area on, uh, like there's on, reports that what, the um, McPike family lived there until the 30s, like the 30s. And then there's that, other reports that they... The 20s. Yeah. Was it the 20s? Yeah, but there's yeah. other reports that the other the dude who was going to flip it bought it in like 1908 or 05 or something like that. So, so I, saw, I saw a lot of 20s and a lot of 30s for when he... for when. Well, the guy it changed hands a few times after the McPikes until it got to Paul Lossinger. So like it was like a brown like the brown school of something some some university or something um it had it for a few years it was uh, Brown's Business College Brown's Business College had it for a little bit so it changed hands a little bit here and there what i don't it, get though is like the 1900s is way too late to have that bad of record keeping right like you can dig back like the, the one we just did in Harris in Harrisville, there's like records going back to the early 1700s. Yeah, you know, as like far accurate. as yeah, as far Which as your excuse for like not being able to like, maybe 1920, 1930, yeah. <clears throat> the house was occupied until like the 1950s, right? So the and the other cool thing about this house is when it was turned into that boarding house, when you know Paul Lossinger turned into the boarding house, they found reports from people that lived there about the kids that I mentioned, like. So it's not like this is a recent phenomena, like of seeing stuff there. People have been seeing this since you know the nineteen forties, nineteen thirties, at a minimum. Um, we don't know if the McPikes ever saw anything. They never left any records of if they experienced any situations. But you know, there, there's cool stories. It's just there's no there's no narrative for it. I guess is the best way to say it. What so I'm this like- would. This would be like one of the places you'd want to go go investigate because the best thing about the McPike Mansion is just getting your own story from there. Mm-hmm. And there's um, plenty of them. So right. what, I liked, what I liked about it was because my initial thought on this also was like there's this really not a lot here. But that's kind of what everybody's idea is going into it. Like all the investigators that go into it now, they're like, oh, let's go to this house and just debunk because there's nothing here. And then they all come out with um, – with with really good ghost experiences, like they're like, and they're all similar too. Like the whistling ghost is yep. a good one. Um, there's numerous reports of people going in and hearing whistling, and um, they went back and did some research on that. And I I think uh, Rob, you know a little bit more about this than I do, but yeah, uh, correct me where I'm wrong. It was McPike's daughter was a whistling. Compet- like she used to like do competitive whistling. <laughs> yeah, she used to enter whistling whistle fighting competitions. <laughs> so she used to enter whistling competitions. It's like like people bet on it, like cockfighting, and yeah. you know, they get in the ring and they just whistle. They have a whistle off. Yeah, <laughs> the last man standing. <laughs> like, like, whoever can whistle the longest. 
<laughs> so yeah, she used to enter these whistling competitions, which again, what what are those? And um, so now people have gone in there. Separate people have been like, I've heard whist. I was like, people will ask each other like, were you whistling? They're like, no. And so that's one of the spirits that they believe is Henry McPike's daughter walking the hallways whistling. I wonder if maybe like they banned dog fighting and they replaced it with whistle fighting. <laughs> and then the dogs were like freaking out, like, never mind, we'll fight, we'll fight. <laughs> just make this stop. Yeah. There's also the, the report of um, people smelling baby powder from the 18 uh, month old pregnant baby. <laughs> Not the, uh, from the, from what could have been an 18 month old baby or, or, uh, yeah. Or not, but uh, there, there was other deaths reported in the house. I'm trying to go back and uh, and, and um, figure out which one was which. But um, Paul Lossinger was also a heavy smoker, and I read one or two reports of people walking into the rooms where they think they see him and, and smoke, smelling smoke, smoke right now. and seeing smoke occasionally. Yep, I heard that one as well. And so there's wanna, no smoking allowed in that house anymore. So I want to talk about this. The Ghost Adventures episode. Uh, Let's. I don't think we should. I think we talk about it. I think we talk about it because it, we got to call them out because we love Ghost Adventures. We think it's really good. But this episode, I don't like Ghost Adventures. Not a fan. What is wrong with you? Sucks. I can't stand Zach Baggins. All right. So thank you, Dave, for coming on the show. We're gonna from <laughs> ourselves. This is uh, the 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 rest of us. We like Ghost Adventures. Anyways, the um the episode was great. And, all right, all right. Come on back in. Come on back in. I think that's the, probably the last time I could do that joke. It's pretty funny every time. It works out. It's a it's a rock star joke. I just I just keep doing it. Anyways, um, the podcast audience must love it. Dave, did you watch? Yeah, exactly. Did you watch this episode of Ghost Adventures? Uh, not recently. No, I should send it to you. Yeah, it's um. So they went there and things started happening immediately. So the first thing that happened was he immediately just cut off his interviews with the two ladies. These poor ladies were like all ready to give this story, and Zach's like. We immediately stopped the interviews and decided to go start the investigation. <laughs> just left these ladies outside. I'm like, they had more to tell you. So they're just like, oh, we've got to get started now. Anyways, they go, yeah, the it was a wacky episode and the uh the animations were uh, a little over the top with the guy in the mask. So the thing with the guy in the mask, and I don't know if you knew this, but um this is one of the demons that's been it, it I might be off about this, but it's one of the demons that's reported to be in the house, and the demon had like a really wacky description. Did you know about this before I get into it? No. Where okay. Did you so, find so the demon was described to have like a tiger head with like scales of a lizard and horns like a demon in the face of a human in a in a glowing mouth. So and this a is flashlight in its mouth. Is this, this a, is, is yeah. this a Native American? Um, does, is this? A I, think, I think it has ties to yeah. it. I, I didn't do. My problem right now is I'm researching two different houses at once, and I don't want to get the two confused. So I'm not entirely sure about that. That's where I'm going to stand on that. No, there, so, there was – for this house, they do think that there's spiritual activity from before the house was even built. So they they never confirm that it's Native American, but obviously um, that is one of the avenues that they've – So just to close the door on the Ghost Adventures episode, that the reason that that really wacky scene was in there – was I'm pretty sure that they were describing the demon that was supposed to be in the house. Now, when I watched the episode, I did not hear them describe that demon, which I think was their mistake, was saying that this was the demon that was depicting the house. They did talk about the um, possible satanic um, cult rituals that may have taken, taken place inside the house. Some of the drawings are still on the wall inside the house. 
So there was that element of it. But I feel like if they were going to put that wacky looking dude in the episode, they probably should have described why he looks so freaking ridiculous. Because <laughs> uh, it was like, I'm watching, I'm like, no, come on, guys. No, why are you doing this? And then they brought him back like 30 seconds later. I'm like, oh, guys, why are you doing this again? Come on. Take him well, out of the episode. You since, since we are going down this avenue, yeah. which I did not want to go down. I, I even texted you guys. I sent you the picture before you watched it. And I said, I get so stressed out about putting these videos together and like trying to make them not like corny. And then I saw that on like a, on a television show. And I was just like, that's my bar now. Like if, it's, if it's, if it's worse than that, then, yeah. then I could add it. <laughs> so. Now overall, if the episode was, was, was pretty interesting. They got a lot of stuff. I mean, they got, um, they got some uh, plenty of activity. They got some really, really responsive EVPs, which is something that a lot of other investigators have mentioned about um, about that uh, Eli family. Nineteen eighty three was going on. Thank you for joining. Um, they got, yeah, so so they got some really responsive uh, EVPs, and they're talking about like walk down the trail or follow the path or something like that. And when you follow the path behind the house, that's what takes you to those two crypts. So the one of them was desecrated, and they kind of put the pieces back together. Yeah. And the other one was still intact. Neither one had a body in it. And this is like the most, this to me is the most interesting part of the house. So I agree with that. And I don't understand trips. why there's not more information on this. Yeah. Well, how can, how can there be? So, so that's I would also assume so, a good point. It, there's no name on the crypt. So it's like, how right. can you know where it came from? And you would assume that grave robbers or someone desecrated the tombs and stole the bodies. The second tomb, I don't think you showed a picture of it. You showed the one that was all cracked and broken. Right. There's a second one. That one is this a child size one. Right. It's intact. And it's intact, but there's no body inside. Right. No skeletal remains, nothing. So, and like then there um, never was, or there may have clear. been. They just don't really know anything about it. But why would they be there? And why wouldn't, I mean, you're not going to just go over there. Hey, let me go buy a couple, but let me go get an adult size crypt and a child size one just in case. Yeah, you, you know, just, that's, that's not something you buy, you know. So uh, I would assume that someone died. The, the most likely thing is it was grave robbers, and they smash one to pieces. They were on sale. I'm just like, I throw these in the yard. Yeah. I get some coffins. What? <laughs> buy what one adult size coffin, get a baby <laughs> size coffin free. <laughs> am I am I not going to buy these? What do you What do you mean we're saving? <laughs> coffins were on sale. Want some coffins for us? I'm just trying to explain that to your kid. Like, oh, listen, it was on sale. I just in case you die, why did I you got bring the home a kid size coffin? <laughs> Just in uh, case, yeah. So that that to me is uh, the most mysterious thing. But it's like if there's, I mean, there's little to no records on you know the the people of the house and the people that died there. Anyways, never mind the unmarked graves in the in the yard. So that's definitely interesting. Um, definitely very cool. That's 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 my favorite part. And then uh, people have gotten EVPs out there and everything. Um, I think when um, the Ghost Adventures crew they put like their device in that. It wasn't a spirit box, but it was one that liked to text words. And this was, according to them, the first time that they ever got the word poltergeist came through. And he's like, who's inside of here? And it just said poltergeist, which is kind of cool. So it was it was an entertaining episode, but it definitely had its flaws. Um, but overall, there's uh, plenty of other things as well. Plenty of psychics and stuff. They, um, they say that it's not only the McPike family, but it's also the servants. There's been a the ghost of a small African-American child that they've seen. Uh, they believe that's the kid of one of the servants. Um, the house did have a whole servant's quarters in it. A lot of these older houses did. And then um, 
some of those other people that resided since 1936. Those are the other ghosts that have been there. I've heard reports of anywhere between 10 and 15 different ghosts that haunt the place. And they also have Dave's favorite word, a portal. Love it. They have there can portal. be a portal and there can be portals. But don't you dare tell me that there's a specific amount of portals because I won't. I won't have it. <laughs> we got the portal meter. Portal meter showing three in this house. <laughs> the portal Can't meter lie. <laughs> Obviously, so, only only southern people have portal meters. Uh, yeah. Another thing about this entire town is it's built near a um, near a limestone quarry, I think it is, and they and a lot of the stuff was in the town was built from that. So they like to tie. Um, spiritual remains with with these rock quarries, and it's also right on the Mississippi River. And water is always attached to the spiritual hauntings as well. A yeah, lot so of the with, time. with those rocks, I don't, I don't even think it was just this house. It was like every house in the area was. Well, it was started with the prison. prison. Oh, with the prison. Okay. Yeah, the pr- that's why I, that's why I kicked the episode off with the prison. Yeah, because the prison is technically like the oldest thing around there. Um. Did Which you say thought, in the episode that they tore down the prison? Yeah, that prison. So it's just got one wall left. Um, one wall remains. There's a little plaque out there. But they they built that prison. And, like, think about in the 1800s for them to be a prison reform act about how bad the conditions were. Like, how bad in the 1800s would bad have to be considered? Because, like, every prison was bad. So what was going on at this one that... Can we back up to the limestone thing real quick? Yeah. Because I feel like a lot of people might not understand the correlation between limestone and ghosts yep. and it's the, uh, the stone tape theory, which uh, is popular among paranormal investigators. And this theory suggests limestone quartz uh, and uh, magnetite deposits can store information such as historical events. So when the information is released, a residual haunting can occur. That's the well, that stone tape theory. That would um that would explain why there's so much activity in this town too then right because yeah because of all the the limestone in the area right hmm. so that's an interesting theory for sure does um, limestone have anything to do with lime like you know when they say like you kill a person you bury him you cover him in lime so he doesn't smell is that like grinded up lime stone should I start putting limestone in my coronas. <laughs> <laughs> Just shoving rocks. Into it. <laughs> this is what they it's, said in the commercials. I've shattered so many bottles. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyways, while, while Dave is researching that for us, the where were we before that? Now I'm off track. We were talking about the prison. Before. Oh, yeah. So the prison, like, just imagine how bad those conditions had to be for, for them to. They closed yeah, this within like 20 years. Time. Yeah, it had oh. to have been awful. Like crazy awful, um, and then they opened, they repurposed it, and they opened it back up as as a prison for Confederate soldiers. And again, it was considered the worst of the worst prisons out of all the Union prisons, like that one again. Just even after like the um, the prison reform thing, yeah. Even after, even after they repurposed everything, it was still considered like the worst prison to be around. So like. So what was going on there to make it so bad? It was just like all I could find was that it was filthy, um, the solitary condition. Like they were throwing. Yeah, it, it's going to be something solitary. that they can that they can prove is that like like when you know people who would inspect it at the time would walk in and it's just absolutely filthy because like, right. it's the 1800s. No one's you know 
filing complaints about abuse and stuff like that. Like this is prison in the 1800s. <laughs> like it's got to be brutal, you know. So it had to have been the conditions. Uh, go I'm ahead. Sorry to cut you off. I don't know how to Google. The, the the lime to dispose of bodies without like entering myself into like a, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. so I try to like hold off on creative ways around like trying to figure out I don't know is the short answer if, is if yeah. that's the same thing that has nothing to do with the story that was just my curiosity and my <laughs> one together because uh, you would think you know like dead bodies and lime you know and then your limestone theory I don't know it seemed like it could have been that but yeah that's not something you have to don't get yourself in trouble you don't have to do that so um. um so a couple other things on this town that I'm not going to, because we're, we're going to do part two next week. Um going to bust my balls to get that out. But um, yeah, so a couple things that I'm not going to have in that episode. There, there's the school. Um, when you look up Alton, you're going to come across this school. I can't remember the exact name of it off the top of my head. But it's it's one of the actual like most requested places to see. And the problem with doing that school is it's been completely debunked on the main source of of everything that's supposed to be there for that for that place. So it was supposed to be like a janitor that murdered one of the students, and so, so now they just come back as untrue. Yeah, it just came back as completely fabricated. Now mediums have gone in there and they think they have sensed a janitor in there, mm-hmm. but. They say they see no sinister energy. Nothing. Are they crazy. just? Are they sensing an actual janitor whose job <laughs> yeah. is still to be there, though? Maybe, maybe. But I the, sense, the, the building I sense itself, him mopping the floor in the next room. Yeah. The the building itself has been um, repurposed into several different shops. They're still working on it. Um, Tealicious TV. Thank you. Um. So yeah. Anyways, like. I didn't is the school in. still open or is it closed? It, it's been repurposed into a bunch of different shops now. Do they still janitors? Dude, I don't know. I don't work there. <laughs> <laughs> I know there's a coffee shop there. I know it's like little shops like that. Okay, so, yeah. so but, they, but if everything has been debunked, then there's no reason to cover it. All, all the main stuff has been debunked. Maybe there is still some some spiritual energy in there. But for so just so just to be clear, part two of of the uh, McPike Alton series is not about the McPike mansion anymore. We're Correct. Moving on from that. And it's going to be other things in Alton, Illinois. Yeah. It's going to be, um, I'm going to be looking up the mineral Springs hotel is going to be probably the main focus of it. Cool. Uh, there is a lot of stories to go along with that one. It's going to be, there's a lot of history to it and I'm going to probably throw in a couple other things as well, but very cool, but I'm definitely not doing the school. And the other one I wanted to bring up for Alton is it's a small story. It's just basically there was a bank robbery one time in the late 1800s and there was a police officer on scene and he was just like right around the corner or something basically and got caught up and he got murdered during the bank robbery. Excuse me. And the house that he lived in is supposedly haunted with his energy now. So not nothing I could really like put into the episode, but it was a quick little story that I heard that I thought was interesting as well. Yeah, sad story. So that's the McPike Mansion, uh, built in eighteen sixty nine. Supposed to be haunted by at least ten ghosts. Uh, some cool crypts out in the yard of the house down the trail, and um, 
it is open for ghost tours. So if people want to go check it out, if you are in the area of Illinois and you want to go check out uh, one of the most haunted houses in America. We So this one's on like the top 10 list as well as like most haunted places in America. We're on to episode 12 of our show and every single place that we've hit has ranked in the top 10. So I'm, I'm starting to get a little skeptical about this list. <laughs> I, I, feel like, I feel like people are just... Was Edinburgh, Scotland, one of the most haunted houses in America? <laughs> the whole city is a haunted house in America, yes. Uh, so, you know, it's... But the, um, you know, they all seem to make the list. I don't know. But it's uh, it's up there and apparently it's it's super cool. And, and the people that are doing the the haunted tours now are the uh you know the, the ghost hunts that you can go there and book it for apparently they, they do a very good job so the house is still being renovated not the entire house is open as far as i know for paranormal investigations but people are getting results they're getting a lot of results so you know they get orbs they're getting lights flashing they're getting plenty of evps uh they're seeing people in windows um you know stuff that they didn't see with their human eye but after they take the picture they see different things uh, you know, so they say it's haunted by the McPike family and then plenty of others. And then the, um, the sellers that you mentioned has been a, a big focal point for many yeah. just in the mansion. Just to hit on that mist again, there was a show that used to debunk this stuff. Mm-hmm. It was like called factor faked or something like that. And they went through and they tried to debunk the mist. So everything on the episode that they did, like they, they did a couple different segments. They debunked everything on this episode except for the mist. They couldn't. They yeah, couldn't. and they they weren't the only ones. This, so right. this footage, which I I haven't seen yet, but I've you know I did my research on the episode leading up. Is nobody can debunk this? They don't really know what it was, so it could have been uh, something serious. So yeah, the stuff yeah. like like paranormal stuff like that that remains undebunked is the most fascinating thing to me. Like the fact that we have all this like scientific technology and everything where we're at nowadays in 2022 and there's still stuff out there that just cannot be debunked. And something is like something as tangible as mist, like should be able to be debunked, you know, should be able to figure out where like moisture is evaporating. Yeah. And to to give credit where credit's due, I mean, with Zach Baggins, if you go back to Ghost Adventures when they first started, like the the footage that they had of like the where where they in their first documentary that we watched, like the, when the brick got tossed inside whatever warehouse they were in or whatever, they brought that in, and it was in the documentary too, is, is they brought that to professionals to try to debunk the video and they couldn't, and they had nothing for it. And like, it was clearly not altered. They zoomed it in, they enhanced it. They tried to see if there was a string pulling it or, or whatever you could do to, to fake that video. And so that was something authentic. And, um, you know, whatever you bring in the professionals, if you have the balls to take in your footage and be like, all right, professionals do all of your analyzing. And when they can come back with like, yeah, we got nothing. Then that is, that is impressive stuff. And um, that's very cool. And the fact that there was something like that in this location definitely brings authenticity to the fact that it is uh, certainly deserves its spot on the, uh, the most haunted places in America list. So that is uh, Alton, Illinois, part one. We'll be back with part two. Are we going to split it up or are we going to do part two next week? Is that your plan? My plan is to do part two next week. Um, right. Might want to talk about this after just in case I can't get to it. We'll, we'll okay, get so to we can talk about what's the, the upcoming weeks. We've got a bunch of stuff. Yeah, if not, I'm, I'm going to cover the uh, the Whispers house or the Whispers estate, as they call it. Where's that? Uh, Indiana. And it is... Uh, it's very cool. Also ranks on the top 10. <laughs> yeah. You just keep it in that list. Anyways, uh, it is, uh, yeah, it, it's got a lot of history to it. The, the, the coolest thing about the whispers house is where it got its name from is they got so many accounts of 
ghost whispering at you that they just started calling it the whispers house the ghost of the librarian or something <laughs> stop that, it actually sounds terrifying though. it does it does <laughs> yeah. so it's uh it's it's a house and it's got a lot of uh a lot of history one of those houses where like a lot of people documented dying in the house and it's got the story of this you know doctor that you think is a good guy and Turns out he might have been a uh, psychopath. So oh, we'll, nice. we'll get into that ne- uh, next time when, when we air it. So for now, the plan is part two of uh, Alton, Illinois next week. Yeah, we have we have a guest for next week, too. So that's why I'm going to really be trying to pump this out. So question panel for the panel is Dave single. Dave is married, but looking. <laughs> that's what I like to say. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Regis, for hanging out. Sorry, Kate, if you're on the stream. I'm just, just kidding. Just kidding. Anyways, uh, uh, thank you guys for tuning in. This has been episode number 12 of uh, Hometown Ghost Stories. Real, 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 one more thing, just for the people listening. Yes, we're hitting these big ones. But again, please, 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 if you have a really good story, reach out to one of the three of us. Um, even if you don't know how to tell it, you can tell it to us, and we will do our best to, to make your story like presentable like without without altering it so like that's what we're really looking to do when we can but for now we're going to be hitting these still yep and we've done it before our plymouth episode was a uh, a story that was submitted to us so right exactly of course. it has happened so i uh, will catch you guys next time thank you and we'll see you